श्री साई सत्चरित्र चैप्टर ट्वेंटी फोर बाबा स्वीट एंड ह्यूमर श्री गणेशाय नमः श्री सरस्वती नमः श्री वेंकटेशाय नमः श्री साईनाथाय नमः श्री सदगुरुभ्यो नमः इन दिस चैप्टर हेमंत पंटल्स इज अबाउट बाबाज वेल्ड एंड ह्यूमर इन अदर मैटर्स बाबाज वेट एंड ह्यूमर देर इज नो वन हो डज नॉट लाइक वेट एंड ह्यूमर एवरी वन लाइक्स जोक्स ओनली एज लॉन्ग एज दे आर ऑन अदर्स नेवर ऑन देम However when baba told jokes it was different people wanted him to tell about them this was because baba's methods were unique he used to tell each of the jokes with many expressions on his face and movements of his hands and feet his jokes were also not meant to hurt anyone but were more in the nature of education people understood the idea behind the joke and knowing the shortcomings try to improve this was one of the techniques employed by baba for the welfare of the of his devotees listening reading and meditating his leelas or stories and assimilating them will get us nearer our objective of self realization though we are not as fortunate as him pant uh, shama mahas um, slapati or other great devotees who lived with baba and served him we are still fortunate enough to have sai sat saritra which gives a graphic description of each of the leelas it is as if we are witnessing them happen in front of our eyes let us fix these images in our mind focus on them and worship the only god who cared for us his devotees by giving them whatever they ask till they ask as what he wants to give let us prostrate at the divine feet of the kind merciful affectionate god sai baba chanaka leela every sunday a special bazaar was held in shirdi such bazaars are held even now in many towns and villages in addition to the local vendors vendors from other neighboring places also come on that day erect special booths and stalls in an open area and sell their commodities the buyers have greater choice in such bazaars people from all the neighboring villages also come to such bazaars to buy fancy items on regular weekdays even without these bazaars every noon the masjid was crowded on sundays it was over crowded to the extent of suffocation on one such sunday afternoon hemant pant was carefully massaging baba's legs and chanting god's names uh, shama was on the left side of baba and bamandra was on the right bappu sahib putti and kakka sahib dikshit were also present among others shama was intently looking at at hemant pant and suddenly started laughing and told him some grains have struck to your coat sleeve he gently touched hemant pant's sleeves to see what the matter was hemant pant straightened his left forearm to the surprise of all few grains nearly 25 of them rolled down and people nearby picked them this became a topic for immediate discussion people began to wonder how the grains could have found a way to the sleeve of the coat and how they could remain remain there for so long Hemant Pant could not e- get even the faintest idea of how it happened. Everyone had their say but none of them could offer a convincing explanation. Then Baba humorously said, "Today is a bazaar day. He came here chewing chana, gram gram dal. These grains prove that this fellow had a bad habit of eating alone. I know his habit." habit. Hemant Pant was simply stunned by this allegation. Defending himself, he said, "Deva, I never eat alone. Why do you heap this allegation of bad habit on me?" 
i have never seen the shirdi bazaar till now today also i did not go out then how could i buy channa and how could i eat alone i never eat alone and whenever i eat i share it with those present around me baba teased him further you give to those present but if nobody is nearby what could you or i do do you think of me before eating am i not always with you do you offer me anything before you eat moral here baba clearly advises us that before we eat anything we should offer that to him the word eat here as a much wider connotation and includes everything not eatables alone as all these are sense objects and our senses enjoy these sense objects he should be remembered in other words before the mind intellect and senses enjoy the sense objects we should make an offering to him there is great significance in this concept if we have any sense object with us to enjoy and if we have to offer it to someone we naturally think whether it is worth offering particularly if that if that someone happens to be our beloved sai baba then the next question that immediately arises is when it is not worth offering to someone why consume it ourselves <coughs> better we discard it so gradually we start enjoying only those sense objects which are fit to be offered to our beloved sai baba in this way slowly all our vices will disappear our character will improve our mind becomes pure love for the sadguru will increase one by one all our attachments will also fall by the wayside our path to self realization becoming one with guru will become smooth and easy when the love for the guru increases the difference is bit- between guru and god also ceases to exist bliss and contentment engulf us this statement of this state of mind is described in katha upanishad as uh, when the five organs of knowledge are, are at rest together with the mind and when the intellect ceases functioning becomes calm that they call the highest state when the five organs of knowledge are at rest together with the mind and when the intellect ceases functioning becomes calm that they call the highest state to put it in a nutshell before we enjoy any sense object we should remember baba by training our mind in this way we will always be reminded of baba our meditation of baba will also become more intense the saguna form of baba will always be in front of our eyes with baba's form firmly fixed before our mental vision we forget hunger thirst and this world once the consciousness of worldly pleasure diminishes our mind attains peace and happiness Sudama story when narrating the above story Hemant Pant was reminded of Sudama story which also tells us the same principle of offering god before we enjoy the sense objects those were the days of shri krishna's schooling he was studying with his elder brother balrama in the ashrama of sandipani the brothers had a friend called sudama one day the guru patni asked shri krishna and balrama to fetch firewood from the nearby jungle As they did not return even after quite some time the guru patni sent sudama in search of them fearing that they may be tired she also sent some channa with sudama he met the brothers in the jungle shri krishna was feeling thirsty he asked sudama to get some water sudama told him that taking water on an empty stomach was not good it would be better if they take some rest they took rest underneath the tree as he was very much tired shri krishna lay down on the ground with his head in the lap of sudama on seeing shri krishna snoring sudama opened the packet of channa and began eating pretending to be asleep shri krishna asked dada shri krishna asked dada what are you eating he replied where is there what is there to eat because of the cold my teeth are chattering and i'm shivering i can't even recite shri vishnu sahasranama properly 
still pretending to be sleeping shri krishna said i just dreamt that one man was eating what belonged to the other when asked he replied what earth dust can i eat implying that he did not have anything to eat the other man said let it be so dada it was only a dream i know that you won't eat anything without giving me and he started snoring again had sudama known even a little about shri krishna being omniscient he would have behaved differently though he was a close friend of shri krishna he had to spend most of the later part of his life in abject poverty because of this incident it was only after he offered a handful of parched rice earned by his wife with her own labor to shri krishna and he was pleased with it that sudama's life changed for the better shri krishna offered him a golden city to enjoy this story emphasizes what baba had told regarding offering to god before we enjoy anything anna chichinkar's versus mosi bai Himant Pan tells us another humorous story in which Baba acted as a peacemaker between two varying parties Anna Chichinger and Mousi Bai Anna Sahib Chichinger was a simple slightly rough and straightforward person except Baba he did not care for anyone and was always plain speaking though he was outwardly harsh and uncompromising he was good natured and guileless he so he was one of so he was one of Baba's favorite devotees he was wild Uh, willed all his property to Shirdi Sansthan of Sri Sai Baba. Venu Bai Kaujalagi was an old widow who loved Baba very dearly. Baba called her as Mai, mother, and others called her as Masubai. She was an elderly woman of pure heart and served Baba in her own way. One day, Baba was sitting in the masjid with his left hand on the railing. Anna was standing behind Baba and massaging his left feet. While doing this, Anna's face also moved up and down. Mousi Bai was on the right side of Baba and masjing his abdomen with both her hands clapped around his trunk. As she was doing this, she was also moving up and down during one of those moments. It so happened that Mousi's face came very near Anna. Being a witty woman and disposed to humor, she said that Anna is lewd in spite of gray hair he wants to kiss me. Anna was wild. He did not like to be belittled in front of his guru. He shouted loudly, "Am I a fool to kiss you? You want to quarrel with me, so you are picking one." That argument continued along these lines. All the people sitting they were enjoying this friendly quarrel. Baba who liked both of them wanted to pacify them. So very lovingly he said, "Ho oh, Anna, why are you quarreling? What is the impropriety or harm in kissing a mother?" Hearing those words, both of them as well as others laughed and enjoyed Baba's wit and humor. Baba's dependence on devotees. On other on another occasion, Mousi Bai was kneading Baba's abdomen as if it was dough of atta. Dough of atta. Seeing the immense force and fury she was using, all those who were sitting there became very anxious. They thought the Baba's they thought that Baba's nerves and veins may snap. One of the staunch devotees of Baba Shantaram Balwant Machne said, "Oh my careful please do it softly otherwise Baba's nerves and veins may snap." Baba suddenly got up jerked to Satka and went to the nearest pillar. He was enraged and his eyes were blazing red. He took one end of the Satka and with both hands pressed into the hollow hollow of his abdomen he fixed the other end of the satka to pillar and began to press his abdomen into the satka by moving towards the pillar the satka which was about 
टू अबाउट टू और थ्री फीट इन लेंथ नाउ लुकड अलमोस्ट लॉस बिटवीन द पिलर एंड बाबाज एबडमन एवरी वन बिकेम टेंस्ड एंड वरी दट बाबाज एबडमन में रपच्चर एनी मोमेंट फॉर्चुनेटली फॉर ऑल सुन बाबाज एंगर सुबसाइडर एंड ही वेंट बैक नियर द रेलिंग एंड सैट दैर Baba always allowed his devotees to serve him in any way they liked. He did not like anyone else to interfere with us. When Mousi Bai was serving him and the people around tried to tell her how to do, Baba did not like and to show them that that his abdomen was not as weak as he thought. He performed this leela. Though Nachne advised Mousi Bai in good faith, he understood that Baba did not like it and from then onwards did not meddle with other devotees seva. The devotees also understood that Baba alone was capable of gauging the worth of the service rendered to him. With this, the 24th chapter called as Baba's wit and humor is complete. In the next chapter, Hemant Pant tells us about Dhammu Anna Kasar of Ahmad Nahar the Mango Miracle and other matters. श्री सद्गुरु साईनाथ परमस्तु शुभम भवतु ओम शांति शांति शांति